You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. A, I mean, you think about. It. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by. Uh, by a president, stop moving that 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 that, that uh, you know. Uh, what, what's this thing called? That's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando. Matt Buff, your host, and we have some special shows coming up for you in the next couple weeks. You're going to be hearing new in-studio content, plus the awesome interviews we had from CPAC, all mixed in together. It's going to be fantastic. So if you want just CPAC-only content, you can check out thebuffshow.com and click on Patreon. We're going to put the whole array of every discussion we talked about on CPAC. So let's jump right in right now on The Buff Show. Matt Buff on C- at CPAC on Radio Row. Great to be with you guys. We're with our friends from the Freedom Foundation. You guys all enjoy Freedom Foundation Thursdays on The Buff Show. Check out thebuffshow.com and you can see all the interviews that we've done on there and sign up for the newsletter because we put the Freedom Foundation interviews on the newsletter. And the reason Freedom Foundation Thursday is so important is because of what the unions are doing to our country, how much influence they have in the Biden regime. It's ridiculous. So we're going to go around the table and introduce everybody. We're going to kind of share mics a little bit. So we're going to huddle up a little bit here. Let's start with Lauren. Talk about uh, where your uh, office is. Hi there. Um, It's lovely to be here with all of you today. I am from Ohio, the Buckeye State, and I am the state director here for the Freedom Foundation. And I just take such pride in this work that we are arming public employees in Ohio with the truth about their First Amendment rights to not have to pay their hard-earned money to fund unions and the political going-ons of the unions. So it's just work I'm really proud of, and I just love my coworkers, and it's the thrill of my life. That's awesome. So Hunter Tower, I'm the Pennsylvania director uh, here at the Freedom Foundation. Uh, we've been kicking butt. I know you've had my uh, fellow teammate Joe Mandrusiak on a few times. And yeah, I was really hoping he came down yeah, with you. I love I that know. guy. He's, he's a good dude. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. Maxford Nelson's buried in a book somewhere. Yeah, he is. We he know is. that. He's a great guy, <laughs> and yeah, we've been kicking butt, like Lauren said, um, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We've We've gutted them on those $5.7 million so far that otherwise would have been used for congressional and state races. And especially now we saw, you know, the school board races as well. And we've really had a huge impact on them, um, you know, funding the radical left and these liberal elites in in Pennsylvania. So we're really confident that, you know, for the next upcoming years, we're going to continue our uh, growth and definitely keep hammering the nail. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, Rachel. Hi, so I'm Rachel Weagle. I'm the California Statewide Outreach Director. And out in California, we're doing a lot to fight the corrupt teachers unions out there. We are working with teachers every single day, helping them understand their options to leave the union and to not have to pay dues to an organization that in a lot of ways is fighting against them and their best interests. So that's what we're doing out in California. I mean, we're talking about Ohio, California, and Pennsylvania, right? I mean, this is a huge part of not just the elections in the United States, but really setting the tone for the bellwether. And you guys are doing a great job. We got it. Um, too early for beers? 
we got to bring in Ashley Varner real quick because we Ashley is on the show more than anyone, and you got to say hello, Ashley Hi guys. Varner. Hi, where am I supposed to be looking at you? You can look right there at the camera. You can look at me though. Pretend the camera's not there. Oh, well, we look all around. <laughs> There's so much to look at and see at CPAC. I'm That's so excited right. to be here, and it's so fun to finally meet you in person. Matt. It is. It's this great. This has been great. It's great to meet with. I mean, we've been working together for a long time now, and yeah. it just goes by like that. Yes. Yes. There's always so much to talk about, especially at CPAC. But uh, we'll do some more talking later, I think. Yes. Uh, <laughs> more talking and some other stuff too. Yes. Yes. Lifting a glass of something. It'll be great. Yes. I had to clarify that because you know yeah. people out there think different thoughts yeah. all right so there you go <laughs> ashley varner Thanks, thank guys. you so much let's start in ohio um first of all you guys need a new governor right yes. he's got to go he's got to go matt yeah talking right into there yeah good um he yes he's got to go I, the political the research i've done on political spending of unions in ohio interestingly enough they give as much to rhino republicans as they do democrats so they've bought and paid for the governors of the executive branch. They've paid for our state legislature. You know, we want to promote healthy legislation that give parents options for, for how they want to educate their children. And these officials that have been bought and paid for by the unions, uh, you know, are, are blocking it and they're not supportive. So this is very concerning. And it's against the will of the parents, of course. It's against the will of the people of Ohio. And more importantly, it's against the will of the people whose dues are funding this stuff. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. You battle the teachers' unions all the time out there. And I think the teachers' unions pretty much run the entire educational system and societies in California. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Well, the unions in general run everything in California. I mean, they're funding every single legislature's campaign. They're funding, you know, Newsom. They were the number one funder of Newsom's recall, uh, anti-recall effort, and they're the funder of his campaign again this year. And so they, they're they pulling the strings behind all of the decisions that's happening in California. And of course, you know, we're one of the few states still with mask mandates and masking in schools, and it's all due to the teachers' union. The teachers' union leaders have come out even just last week saying that they are in favor of the mask mandates in schools. And you know, we just saw the Super Bowl where everyone was unmasked in the same exact city down the street from the kids who are wearing masks and sometimes double masks in schools. So I tell you what, you came on the show the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we were talking about that because I, I pulled up every Twitter account from all the celebrities and public officials that were there. And I can show you every single tweet where they say, we got to keep the masks on the kids. We got to wear masks in public. We got to do it. Oh, unless I'm with 70,000 people at a Super Bowl, then I'm good. <laughs> and by the way, did anybody die from that? Did, did, did you guys have a bunch of people laying out in the street in black helicopters after the Super Bowl? Shockingly, no. There was no one left in the street. There was no passing out in the, the stands. There was none of that. It was, you know, it was very, very surprising. Everybody survived. Everyone survived. And did you know that in Pennsylvania that kids can actually not wear a mask and be okay? I mean, do they know that up there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 crazy what's been going on, and you know, we're seeing the effects. I mean, we've had so many people get out of uh, teachers' unions in Pennsylvania specifically, and I mean, we just had uh, one particular. Um, she started a whole Facebook group, 
Uh, we actually just had a podcast the other day with her, and uh, she's just completely ticked off with what's been going on with um, the unions, and she's really just opened her eyes to you know, the atrocities and how much money they spent. I mean, they gave you know millions and millions of dollars to our governor, Tom Wolf to secure his re-election. I mean, they've funneled more millions of dollars to now our attorney general, who's trying to you know be our governor 2.0 next year. And it's just it's it's really scary what's been happening. But yeah, thankfully, you know, a lot of you know people that we've been waking up are you know they're starting to see what uh, what the unions have done, and now you know they're not going to wear masks anymore. And they're really standing up to you know the union bosses that don't really care about you know children's rights and anything like that. So yeah, the idea for masks came out about March twenty of twenty twenty, and about on March twenty first of twenty twenty, I said that's probably a bad idea. Yeah. We don't want to walk around right. wearing masks. That's just stupid. Right. And, and we're seeing even in Pennsylvania, I know it's the same with other other states as well. I mean, a lot of a lot of parents have stood up, too, to these unions and these school boards that are backed by unions as well, uh, the teachers' unions. And they just said enough is enough and taking their kids out. And I mean, it's really scary the, the power they've had. I mean, we've even seen in our General Assembly where, I mean, there was an amendment to a bill that came up in late September, early October. I forget the bill name specifically, but it was basically a voucher program. If, if you disagreed with your school um, closure, if like mass mandates and school closures uh, that the teachers union basically back, you could take your tax dollars and put it to somewhere else, and the bill failed, even though we're a Republican majority uh, assembly. Yeah. It's because PSCA, or teachers union, dangled some checks in front of the legislators' faces, and it failed. And it's just amazing, as Lauren was stating, that you have you know these people that you think are you know, standing up for liberty and freedom, and a check from the teachers union, which is again taxpayer money. Yeah, it sways them to another vote, and it completely just tries to continue these dystopian mandates. Yeah, that's right. Why don't you, Lauren, talk about Freedom Foundation? Because there's a lot of new listeners here, and if Absolutely. you guys are coming down to CPAC this year, come on down and check out the booth. You guys got a booth set up. Yep. Uh, we are freeing government unions from the bondage of, of union tyranny. And um, it's work we're just really, really overly joyed to do because there is nothing more gratifying in life than being able to arm someone with the truth that as an American citizen, that their hard-earned money doesn't have to fund critical the promotion of critical race theory. It doesn't have to fund Planned Parenthood. You know, the unions take this money and they give it to very contra- controversial organizations and causes like defund the police. And the relief that comes over a public employee when they they realize for the first time that their money no longer has to go to these things, it it just makes you proud to be an American and it makes you proud that we have forefathers that considered our constitutional rights and knew that things like government unions would come to play in the future and try to trample on them. So we have the power to stand up and take back our voice and take back our power as a people. It's just an amazing, that's why I wanted to partner with you guys on The Buff Show. When I found out about the Freedom Foundation, I was like, people need to know this. Save more money in your pockets and don't give Randy Weingarten a huge platform. I mean, that's somebody who needs to wear a mask every day, in my opinion. But it's just unbelievable how she goes on TV, Rachel. She goes on TV and she's like, the kids, we're not there yet. We need a jumping off point for masks, right? And But nobody looks at what's going on. She's sitting there talking without a mask to a bunch of adults. So we're adults. We can handle ourselves. But those kids, they need to learn how to be slaves to the liberal exactly. agenda. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and she, she does this from her, you know, high tower telling everyone what to do. And the thing is, is that their mentality is they're having kids wear masks and suffer developmentally, suffer mentally, emotionally for you know, the teachers union to get what they want politically. They're just using it as a bargaining chip. They're using it to manipulate the system and get things in like critical race theory or defund the police policies. And the kids are basically being held hostage and it's it's not right. We have a huge gender issue now. On top of all the problems yeah. you just mentioned, it's a gender issue now where even my kids are bringing books home about two daddies and I'm like, what is this? What are you doing? I mean, it's just absolute. They're just like, if we can teach them young, right? If we can teach them young, we can get them. And that comes from the teachers' union. They yeah. make the decision on that. Yeah. And they, they it used to be just lobbying for the teacher, right? right? And now there's a lot of teachers out there, right? There's a ton of teachers that are like, I don't want to teach this stuff. Right. I don't like how this is going on. I mean, I think but I don't I, want to get fired. Go I, ahead. I think it. I think it comes from, um, I'll, I'll piggyback off Rachel's point, I mean, I think it really comes from, you know, they, they s- steal so much money from these from these teachers and hardworking teachers and people that want to do their job and go into classrooms and teach the kids. And, I mean, Randy Weingard, to your point, she makes over $570,000. That's accounted for. I mean, who knows whatever she spends money on. She goes How much? Over $570,000. To so, do what? Exactly. And she has a private plane. She takes all these lavish dinners and yeah. goes to all these expensive places, restaurants, hotels, etc. on the backs of teachers and hardworking public employees. And that's what it is. It's, they're in this little ball. They're in this little uh, world that they have, and they think, you know, this liberal utopia that they're going to, you know, slam down on children and parents and people just aren't taking it anymore and they Hopefully, you know, through our work, people are standing up and we're going to be that vessel for, uh, you know, a platform so they can, you know, get that information out there. Unbelievable. Randy Weingarten and then Fauci is the, Anthony Fauci is the highest paid um, uh, bureaucrat ever. I mean, are they toasting drinks and saying, what a bunch of suckers these Americans are. Um, We'll be right back on the bus show. You guys stay with us. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Mondays, it's trivia night. Tomorrow, $7.99 burger and fries. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game, and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. 
If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Guns, hope and patriot. God, being patriot. Pricing why they mad, because I'm willing to Welcome back to the Buff Show right here. Rolling along on CPAC Radio Row. You know, guys, I haven't been past this booth. I don't know what's upstairs. I haven't seen one thing. Have you guys seen anything? Uh, workshops, anything? Anybody? Not yet. You guys been running your own booth? Yeah, yeah we've been setting up our booth in the CPAC Central, so... Once that's all ready to go, we'll probably do some adventuring and see what we can find and some, watch some speakers. Okay, good. Now, your booth, there's beer pong, I heard. So people can throw... Uh, no beer, just pong. Just pong. Yeah. That's what Ashley said. She says more like water pong. Yeah, it's imaginary. <laughs> you can hold a beer. And, uh, yeah, the, the, there's no rules here at CPAC. Yeah. You can, there's total freedom around here. But I, I do. I know DeSantis is coming out at... Um, about 1.30 today, so that'll be interesting to see what he has to say. Yes. You know, that's the Trump effect, right? DeSantis was like the headliner for Saturday, and then he got bumped to Friday. Well, then they bumped the dinner to Friday, and then they booted DeSantis to Sunday, and now they booted him down to, hey there, how you doing? <laughs> booted him down there to, who was that guy? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's the fun about recording at CPAC. You never know. I mean, some guy comes up and goes, whoa! <laughs> We're having fun here, though. So check out, if you're coming down here, check out the Freedom Foundation booth. And so to get to yours, like, this is Radio Row, right? Is it around the corner where the vendors, I mean, where do you guys? Not straight through, straight through those doors right there. Straight down there. Yeah. So I'm going to come down there and check you guys oh, out good. today on our way to good. the bar. So. Yep. We, did, we had enough fun with California. There's a worse place than California, and it's Portland, Oregon. Yes, and that's where Dimitri works. Yep, I come Talk from, about your efforts there. You might have to yeah. move closer. Yeah, I come from the Portland, Oregon, the Oregon uh, communist state. And uh, and the, 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 the work that we do there is quite amazing. I mean, we, we, we were talking about defunding police. I was just doing numbers, and we reached some crazy, you know, the homicides that we have are about 156 in the last few years that the defunded police started. And if we look at the numbers just a few years back, we were talking about 20, 30 homicides. But since the defunded police movement, it's just quadrupled or quadrupled. So basically, and that's because a lot of it thanks to the unions because they've given millions of dollars. And just last year, they defunded the police by $60 million. So it's, it's crazy what's happening in Oregon. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. I mean, Chaz and Chop alone, I thought... You really were going to... I thought they were going to take over the city. Yep. I mean, they had blocks, and it was just a mess. And then well, they, they realized, this isn't fun. Yep. We're just walking around all day, not doing anything. Well, they did take over the city back in 2020 yeah. for about 100 days. It was, about, about it was 100, 100 days, days yeah. was that? 100 days. Where were you at? Were you I hiding was, in a bunker? I, I went I went and actually was recording a lot of that. I was right in the middle of all, a lot of that. So it was a lot did of fun. You, how did you dress for that? You didn't wear the MAGA hat. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I just wore just uh, kind of to blend in. Yeah, that's right. That's what you blend. have to do. Yeah. They will kill you. Yeah, they will. The left is yeah. the most violent yeah. group yeah. in the country. And if you look throughout history, right? I don't. I want to get into the election and all that, but when you look throughout history, the intolerant people destroy yeah. everything. Yeah. Exactly. Look yeah. at what happened in Venezuela. Right. 
and it's just unbelievable. It was a mecca. It was a great place to, for capitalism, and they just completely destroyed it, and all it took was one stolen election. Well, I live in Portland, Oregon, right in downtown, and the people there are the saddest-looking people ever. It's just so sad to just walk in. Nobody says hi. Nobody even wants to talk to people. They're all wearing masks in the middle of the day, and even though the masks are slowly going away, they're still there, but it's, it's just sad to see what Portland turned into. When you get somebody out of a union up there in Portland, right? Yeah. What are their thoughts? What do they What do they tell you? Like a few weeks later, are they like, "Thank you so much," or "This oh, yeah, sucks. I yeah. should have stayed." Absolutely. What do they say? Well, they're just happy that they're not funding this leftist agenda anymore. That's the That's one of the biggest reasons a lot of these teachers and a lot, a lot of these employees are leaving because of they're they're tired of funding the leftist agenda. They're tired of seeing their state go to hell. So they're they're just completely thankful and excited to be finally out of there. And they're actually turning around and helping us to spread the word more and more. So I'm excited about that. Lauren, the reason Biden screams union, union, union is because that's who puts him in office. That's it. That's all it is. It just gives him power. Yep. They're cronies. They're BFFs. (laughs) (laughs) The union and Biden? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he thinks the union's a person like Fauci's the science. Yep, yep. (laughs) Well, um, Democrats like Biden that have been in office, you know, their entire adult lives really know that they owe the unions a lot because that was made possible by the union dues of the middle class here in America. So he's in a debt of gratitude to them, which is why you have the cycle of corruption. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's funny because, I mean, going off Lauren's point, in Pennsylvania, it was almost kind of parallel what happened when we saw the CDC taking orders from the teachers union, their chiefs of staff. And, you know, they met with Biden at the White House. And then the day after, then all the, um, you know, the recommendations came through. And the same thing happened in Harrisburg. The teachers union and their chiefs of staff met with our governor, Tom Wolf, and the very next day it was almost identical. As they, they kept the schools closed, the mask mandates going. You know, now, now they were trying to force vaccinations on our children. And it's just kind of scary that the power they hold over, I mean, even going back to Portland and California, I mean, the power these unions have over our supposedly elected leaders. And it's just really scary that, you know, a bureaucracy can have this much power. No, it is just, it is scary. And when they got a hold of that power, like with the masks and everything, they don't want to let it go. There's no science to back it up. None, none at all. And that's why Planned Parenthood, that's a whole other thing. They want to keep that power even though there's science to prove that that's a lie. Exactly. Well, in Portland, they were actually trying to make masks permanent. They almost passed a permanent mask mandate. Like forever and ever? Exactly, yeah, indefinite. So it's. I'm just glad that's over and it didn't go through because there was a lot of backlash. So, But they almost did. They almost did. But they, but they wouldn't abide by it themselves. Exactly. exactly. Rachel, Joy Behar said, I'm going to wear a mask indefinitely. Two days later, she's at a party at a restaurant without a mask. I'm like, it, it's not even that old when you said that. I mean, these these guys are insane. Yeah. They're just absolutely insane, and they can't let go of the power. No. I guess, I don't know, I've never had a job for 500 grand a year right. and control over millions of people's lives. Maybe I'd be different. Would you be different? Well, I would hope I'd be different. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, you know... Just like Hunter was saying earlier, these are hardworking public servants and they are paying dues to an organization with the promise that this organization, these unions are going to help them put more money into their pockets and put, you know, a roof over their heads and be able to put food on their table for their family. And instead, what these unions are doing is they're putting policies in place based on the legislators they've paid to get into office 
that make it harder on their families. It raises inflation. It raises taxes. It raises all these things that actually is causing these hardworking Americans to have less money to take home to their families while these union bosses are, you know, in their mansions and their private estates and making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and spending money on politics instead of spending money on fighting for the American workers. Yeah, that's exactly what they're... That, no, you're exactly right, because it's, it goes back to the power. They don't care about the worker. Ashley, what was the last thing Max for Nelson and I covered? He did that big write-up, and I'm like, dude, I mean, really? He did it in like two weeks. And it was a very, it was a big expose. What was it? Well, right now, <laughs> right I don't now have my our, notes. Our big expose is that $37 million in PPP funds that are taxpayer dollars went to unions that were That's not right. eligible at the time. So over 220 labor unions got taxpayer dollars uh, from COVID relief funds when they were not even eligible. And at least se- about $7 million, $8 million of that was to teachers' unions who were keeping schools shut down, who were preventing parents from getting to go to work because they had to take care of their children's education, and yet they were receiving PPP dollars. It was shocking that what I saw on there. There was retired groups, groups yeah. for retired people getting like $100,000. Yeah. They completely took advantage of a system. It was all greed. We exactly. talked about power, right, guys? It was now the greed steps into that, and Maxford really laid that out. They can get that on the website? It is outrageous. Yes, they can, Matt. Um, go to freedomfoundation.com. We have a landing page at the very top of the webpage there. You can download the spreadsheet, and you can actually go through and look for your state and see what unions in your state received COVID relief funds. Uh, there's, I mean, it... All 50 states are represented there. It is just outrageous how much money that is our taxpayer dollars. People who were out of work went to funding these labor unions. Who yeah. then, in turn, you know what they do? They turn around and they put it into their politics. That's right. Yes. So go to Freedom Foundation. I thought all that was illegal to steal from people and use it for political gain. Didn't Dinesh D'Souza go to jail for giving somebody yes. 5000 more yeah. than allowed? He's yeah. been a year in jail for that. Well, you know, we have RICO cases against SEIU in Washington yes. and Oregon because they are literally forging people's signatures so that they can take money out of their paychecks without their permission. Yes. But that's why we're here. That's why we're fighting, Matt. And that's why we love to come on and talk yeah. to you. Are the people around CPAC very responsive to you yes. guys? Yeah, we have Good. a lot of friends here. Uh, this is a friendly area. I know that. But did, are you talking to some people that didn't know, right? I didn't know you can leave with you. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, yeah. well, the well, we'll see how the booth goes. The booths haven't opened yet, so 4 o'clock, that's when the public gets to come to the exhibition booth, and we'll get to talk to people just rank and file off the street and find out what they know about teachers' unions. We've got a lot of stuff to give them and a lot of things to talk about. No, that is fantastic. I was so fired up after the Maxford Nelson interview about that because he had the list, right? I had a, Have you guys seen the movie October Sky? As a Homer Hickam, the main guy, he, he's on the show. And I was so fired up. My first question was, did your dad really hate the union in the coal mine as much as, as, as he did? Well, he goes, yeah, I hated it. He goes, they shut down, they, the union shut down the coal mine. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's exactly right. The biggest thing is to go up and actually, I mean, what's crazy is, I mean, I know we see it other other places as well, but 
the teachers unions have been embedded with this, you know, you know, propaganda they've been feeding their members for decades and decades. And we're finally in their faces, you know, shoving the data back in their face like this is where your money's going. And to your point, people don't know they can leave their union because they think the union hired them. It's like the union never hired you. The school district hired you. The union's just there. As Rachel pointed out, the union's there, supposed to be there to protect you for higher wages and for safety and, and legal concerns. And they could care less. They just want your money so they can keep keep having power. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming by and having this long discussion today. You guys are doing great work in very important states. But I don't care if you're in Kansas. I don't care if you're here in Florida. In Florida, we've talked about the big problem with the teachers' unions here, just like you have in California. I mean, it's really, really troubling. So we're going to keep up on our Freedom Foundation Thursdays, and it's going to be great. Ashley, who we got next Thursday? Put you on the spot. I don't know. We'll see. We often break news on your show, so let's see what breaks next week. Well, this worked out so well. Maybe we should all fly and meet somewhere different. We'll start in Portland. I'll bring my uh, vaccination card. I think Dimitri (laughs) needs some more friends in Portland, so that would be fun. Just kidding. I don't have a vaccination card, but we do sell them for 35 No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We don't do that. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. Take it easy. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. With one super convenient location, 31 South Charles Richard Beale Boulevard in DeBerry. Or call them at 386-516-6185. Visit Cellulartronics.com. Cellulartronics. Welcome back to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Great to be with you guys out there. And check out the Buff Show for past interviews, content, and much, much more. We got all kinds of cool stuff on there. So we're really great to have you. Let's get into Hollywood. Okay, the, the, it's award show season and stuff. So let's go to Larkin Campbell. He's an actor who's been in many, many different productions, including The Office, CSI, New York, Criminal Minds. And you'll be at the 2022 Oscars. Um, great to have you, Larkin. Welcome to the Buff Show. Thank you, Mr. Buff. I feel like the, uh, you know, like in TV shows, they have to do soft stories and then they have to do hard stories. And, you you know, you, you're having these people on here talking about politics and CPAC. And then you got me talking about the, the lollipop Hollywood stories. No, oh, yeah, dude, the CPAC interviews are awesome, too, but we have to talk about Hollywood as well. Now, talk real quick. You got a book out, too, um, an actor in the middle. Talk about being in the middle in Hollywood because it's a dross of left-wing politics and cancel culture, man. 
Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and I, I certainly started out at the bottom. That's the whole point of my book was like, uh, you know, it's not just like a chase your dreams type book, but, uh, I just fell into a bunch of good stuff, you know, a bunch of happy accidents. And for a guy that, you know, never really made it big in Hollywood. I, at times I really felt like I did because I ran into a lot of great people who opened some doors for me. So, you know, it, it, it you know, it's, it's a, like a lot of businesses, Matt, you know, it's, it's got, it's, uh, uh, good days and bad days, but I, you know, it's, it's been such a fun ride for me and, and the people that I'm surrounded with in my life that, uh, I don't know, I thought it was a tale worth telling. Oh, absolutely. It is <clears throat> a tale worth telling because a lot of people want to know what happens to actors that, you know, how does how does their career go if they're not just <laughs> towing the left wing line? You know, you're just trying to focus on your craft and do good movies and shows. So can we keep the politics out? Is kind of what you're saying. Maybe just let me work. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I mean, but you know, the, the, the big boys, you know, it, 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 you know, it's called show business for a reason, right? It is. That's what, it, that's what it is. But you know, the guys that are, you know, my book is literally called, you know, it's a, it's a view from the middle. That's where I was in the middle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just, I love slugging it out and I didn't care who was in charge. I had a lot of producers that, that were good to me along the way. And uh, they had their fingers on all the buttons that, you know, got to open doors for guys like me. So, you know, the, the big boys have to deal with the politics of this business. The guys like me slugging it out. And there's thousands of dudes like me. Uh, well, maybe just hundreds. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, the, the struggle was worth it for us. And you just you grind at it because, you know, at the at the end of the day, dude, you know, uh, people love this industry and people love to be entertained. And, you know, it's not just movies, it's books and music and all that stuff. But, you know, uh, it's still it's still I think it's still a magical art. And I think, you know, the struggles are worth it. You know, and when you get a day in the sun, like, you know, if I'm on the office or I'm hanging out with Gary Sinise one day or Tom Hanks, like to me, I can deal with any bad side of this business if I get a day in the sun sometimes. No, no, that's awesome. Now, let's talk a little shop, if you don't mind. Paul Thomas Anderson, you worked with him. Um, I love the movie Magnolia. I like a lot of his work. And how was it working with Paul Thomas Anderson? Well, yeah, so... um I've just, we've crossed, my wife is an assistant director. And I don't know if you know what that is. You know, there's in the hierarchy of business, of the movie business, there's, you know, the director and the producer, but the people that get it all done uh, are the assistant directors. You know, there's a first assistant director, then there's a second assistant director, and there's kind of like a third assistant director. And they, you know, they wear the headsets all day long, Matt, and they just, they're the ones that get everything done. You know, they're talking to each other all day on the walkie talkie, and they're the ones that get makeup there on time the actors, everything. And so my wife is an assistant director and a lot of my friends have been assistant directors over the years. So those guys have helped me get on set a lot. <laughs> so they're not, they're not in casting. It's totally different. They're not in casting, but if I could work as like a peon on a movie, you know, getting coffee for actors and doing whatever I could, then when the, you know, when the moments arose were, Hey Larkin, they need some dude to go in there and say one line to Tom Cruise. And I was there, you know, I was a, average looking 511 white male and i you know i fit i fit the mold for a lot of these little things so dude i you know i i, I work like 700 days as a as a peon production assistant and you know the the opportunities arose all the time and so i was working as a pa on this movie uh, boogie nights that my wife was an assistant director on and i got to know pta a little bit paul thomas anderson and he's you know he's got a tight knit group of people that he works with and he trusts so when uh, magnolia came around they, they threw me as an, uh, they, they planted me as an extra in this scene with Tom Cruise and that, you know, that opening, that, that scene that Tom Cruise does in Magnolia, where he's, you know, teaching men how to tame their women is one of the greatest scenes yes. in, 
in an, in an amazing career, but it's one of Cruz's best role by a million. If you're a fan of the movie, you know what I'm talking about. So, oh, I know the scene. I know the book he was the the conference he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm in that scene, you know, and they just planted me as an extra in the front row because these these assistant directors they trusted me. They didn't want me to be a psycho, and they didn't want me to ask for a picture with Tom Cruise. But you know, so I'm in character as an extra in this scene, and then they say, "Hey, Larkin." Uh, go up to cruise during this take and just try and shake his hand. Don't let anybody stop you. Try and shake his hand. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'll do it. So in the scene, you know, you can see it. It's a, it's a blip in the movie. Yeah. But still, still, I got to do it. You know, I charge cruise, try and shake his hand, his body ground, his bodyguard puts me in a chokehold and, and, and then I'm out of the scene. But you know, we do that scene five or six times and it takes an hour or two. And then I'm, I'm on set all day with PTA and, and, and then I got to work on the rest of the movie Magnolia as a stand-in for, uh, for William H. Macy. So, you know, and a stand-in's another great gig. Like, you know, a guy like me, I'm a little taller than Macy, but, you know, they, they come to set and they get all ready. The cameras get all set. And then the, you know, the, the stars go and they get all beautified with their hair and makeup and stuff. And yucks like me have to stand there and just kind of do the action so that the camera guy can follow it. And PTA does a lot of, you know, you know you, you're a fan. His, a lot of times his scenes last forever. They're really long, steady cam shots. So they need guys like me and, and my crew. We'll just rehearse the whole scene, you know, 10 times until they have it down. And, and then, then the actors come in and do their thing. So a stand-in is another great gig where you're just there kind of doing the thing. And then, uh, for, so I got to work on the rest of Magnolia as a stand-in for Macy and, and just be, and then, uh, and then after that, which was an amazing experience anyway with Johnny C. Riley and, you know, everybody on the crew was throwing frogs down in that scene in the car wash where the frogs fall from the sky. And yeah. Yeah, that that night, dude. I'm telling you, Matt. You know, everybody grab grab twenty frogs, and when they yell, when they yell, rolling, you know, you start chucking them, and it was fantastic, man. It was such a surreal night in the in the valley of, uh, and and a great night for the crew. Everybody had a good time. But anyway, dude, Paul T A is a mad genius, you know. And after that one, last one for Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, Adam Sandler movie, everyone. Yeah, and and uh, again, you know, uh, you know, he's got a small circle of people that he trusted, and for a while, I, I was, you know, I was in that circle. And then he's rehearsing some scenes for Punch Drunk Love, but the movie's not even in production yet. So he got me and one of my other actor buddies, and it's me and PTA driving around the San Fernando Valley, which he knows like the back of his hand. And he's got a camera, and dude, we would just pull over, find an alleyway. He would rehearse a scene, give me some lark, and say, uh, uh, pretend you're trying to get money from this guy. And we would just act out these scenes in front of this awesome giant director, bare bones filmmaking. And that's just the way, man, he loves it. He he is truly a mad genius. I love licorice pizza. You know, he, he's one of the best in the business, but I'm, I've crossed paths with him a couple of times and man, he deserves all the accolades and he lives for this business. You know, the people around him uh, can't wait for him to do his next project. And he's, he's one of our best for sure. Now you grew up in Estes Park, Colorado, correct? Correct. Playing yes, stickball in the streets and doing yes, high sir. school plays. You, you always had the bug. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it, it was a very, very, very small town. You know, if you went out for a play, you got in the play. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I definitely got the bug. You know, my dad was a singer uh, in a country western band, and they played the Grand Ole Opry a couple times, and uh, and I got to see, you know, how awesome it is for people to stand up and clap and ask for autographs, and so it was definitely in me, you know. And I was a middle child. I think I was ignored. Man, I really do. I think I've been ignored most of my life. That's probably why I wrote a book begging people to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at me. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I you know, in college I did all the plays and stuff like that. You know, but there's, you know, there's a there's thousands of guys that did that. But um, you know, the the bug was in me for sure. 
And then when I came down to LA for a spring break in college and a buddy of mine got me on the set of entertainment tonight and I got to see where they cheer, where they filmed cheers and, you know, just walking through the, the glorious gates of a Hollywood studio, dude, I don't know if you've done it, but you know, it's like, it's like going to, you know, Disneyland in Orlando, you know, just, it's, it's unbelievable how massive these gates are. And there's thousands of people that are making movies and TV shows. And dude, I, I was bit so hard on that spring break. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I got to get in this business somehow. Yeah, absolutely. I want everybody to check out the book. It's on Amazon. It's uh, a view from the middle, uh, how an unknown actor managed to stay that way. And I like how you say, what do Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, yeah. Clint uh, Eastwood, Sylvester Stallone, Sly Stallone, Steve Carell, Carell, and many other A-listers, A-listers all have in common? Well, it's you, Larkin. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they probably have more in common than that, dude. But, you know, dude, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Matt, my story is a, you know, you know, our, our, our world is crazy. You know, it really is. And I, I really just, before the pandemic, I just thought about, you know, my kids are, I, I got kids in college and a younger one. And like, I, I just want them to know that like, there's people out there that just work their tail off every day. And, you know, I was never going to be a famous dude. I was too average looking. I was too whatever, but dude, I mean, I did it for 30 years and you know, I, I, I got, I got to be around Tom Hanks for a couple of days on a show he was shooting. And I got to be around Steven Spielberg on two different days and uh, all this great stuff happened because I just thought, you know what, I might as well just grind away at it. And the rejection is unbelievable, dude. <laughs> no, I can imagine. I mean, I, I've booked probably in my my life, probably like, I think it's like 38 jobs, 38, you know, significant jobs. But, you know, there's 540 that I didn't get. And I wrote them all down in this acting journal. So I knew when I was going to write this book, I literally had proof of my rejection. <laughs> so, but like, I just wanted people to know, dude, you know, there you can you can chase dreams you like you really can and when i moved to la there was no roadmap man you you got to work as a pa and a stand in and get coffee for people and and i got coffee for roseanne roseanne arnold and tom arnold for a year and you know you just you see the business you see like there's real people that work in it and you know i just thought if a dude like me can just find a way you know just stay at it every day i i knocked down i knocked on doors for seven years just Say, hey, look, uh, here's my headshot of an average looking dude, you know, but I'm telling you, I can act a little bit. Give me a chance. And that, that's the whole reason I wrote the book, dude, just to tell people that, you know, and to show my kids that, you know, there there are pursuits, you know, that, uh, you know, that do that do pay off. It's not just a chase your dreams book. It's like, a, you know, hey, a doof like me did it from a small town in Colorado, you know, with a graduating class of 63. If I found a way, you know, to put myself in these great situations that it isn't entirely possible. <laughs> No, that's awesome. I want everybody to check out the book. It is really about chasing your dreams and not giving up. I mean, in a nutshell. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. I know you got some new production coming up. The Fablemans is in post-production. So I want everybody to check him out on IMBD. I have quite a few credits on there. And I really appreciate you on the show and keep up the great work. Hey, man, I appreciate it, dude. You're uh, you're keeping people entertained down there. And that's, you know, there's there's merit to your profession. I want you to know that. You probably know that, but I appreciate it, man. We all do. Well, I, I do. We're all trying to do our part here to get the good news out there. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be about politics. It can sometimes be just about the craft and chasing dreams. And that's what I wanted. I was really excited to have you on the show. So thank you so much. We'll put the link on the Buff Show. Larkin, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you, man. Check out uh, Larkinsworld.com. You're only one click away if you go there. Larkinsworld.com. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, that's easy. Larkinsworld.com. Everybody check it out. We'll be right back on the Buff Show. You stay with us. 
Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses and force on force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full time gunsmith on site. Sarah Coding Services, laser engraving, and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000. And at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Welcome back to The Buff Show, heading into our final segment right here on Radio Row on CPAC. And we have Dr. Kevin Roberts with us, president of the Heritage Foundation. Great to have you. It is always great to be in the free state of Florida. Yes, it's great to be here in the free state of Florida, and we'd rather be nowhere else, except for maybe Texas at the next one. Yeah, as an adopted Texan, I will say that, but I love Florida. Yeah, Florida's great. We got the beaches and everything, right. and we got a little bit of freedom, and DeSantis rocked the house tonight here at CPAC. As, as always, I will tell you, I mean, I lead a 501c3, so I can't make any endorsements. I'm just saying this as an observer. He's awesome. Yeah. He is awesome. He does what he says he's going to do, and we need more politicians doing that in America. Absolutely. The buzz all over CPAC is DeSantis. We'll see what Trump does uh, Saturday night, but he never disappoints either. And never. So. Never. Are we blessed as a movement to have yeah. leaders like the two of them and some others? That's right. Absolutely. We love what you guys do at the Heritage Foundation. Hans von Fiskowski, just the whole group of them. We love having them on the show. The smartest people we know. When I don't know something, I call the Heritage Foundation. I, I, tell you, I message Kareem. That's what I do. Yeah, it's, you're a smart guy. Yeah. You know who to call. A smart guy knows who to call, and that's the Heritage Foundation. Everybody check it out for sure. But one thing we got to talk about is I wore the hat for this interview of Getter. Yep. Because big tech has become a real problem for shows like us who try to get the word out there right. about things you guys write about, yep. things we talk about. We just are getting limited on where we can go and what we can do. Yep. Yeah, I tell you, two things, Matt. The first is I'm a huge talk radio junkie. So I, you know, people say, oh, you've got a Ph.D., you lead a think tank. Uh, no, no. The most important thing is I know America because I listen to talk radio. I'll always make sure that I'm on shows like this. And I have a lot of friends in the business who tell me what you just told me, that it's very difficult to get the message out, which leads me to the second more important point. Big tech is the enemy of the people. Until we start treating them that way in American policy, which Heritage argues includes filing antitrust legislation against them, we are not going to improve the problem that you just described. And that affects American people because I would like to think that there are some folks left of center who just like free speech enough 
to say, we're going to get this fixed. In other words, I don't care if there are people on the radio who disagree with me. Apparently, the big tech folks do. Yeah. And it's really important we take these, this country back by addressing that problem. It, it has to be done. Now, one, one counter argument could be made. We do not want government intruding into big tech. And that's even conservative government. Oh, sure. So we're a real turning point right there because if, let's say, the, you have the right to sue, right, big yep. tech. Well, what's to say that doesn't happen to true social then? Sure. Turnabout is fair play. What do you say about government and big tech and how they should be separated? I would say it's a legitimate argument that conservative and libertarian friends have made about our position. That they're saying Heritage Foundation of all organizations is calling for antitrust legislation. Yes, because it is the only tool we have to address the problem. I acknowledge readily that ideally we would find another tool. In fact, if I were to make a prediction, yeah. our talking about it and getting action on this is going to cause Congress to come up with a policy solution that meets the modern problem. We just don't have that yet. But the second thing is, if we don't do that, then these companies, just on an economic level, I'm not even talking about their censorship, yes. they're going to continue to gobble up the small guys. And I'll just say as a conservative, not a libertarian, that there are about once a century, I'm a historian as well, once a century, it's been an appropriate usage of that law to invoke antitrust. And I'm just telling you, this is one of them. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you because we got to have something done. That's right. We do have a First Amendment right, and when something becomes so big like a public square, I mean, you have to understand that conservatives made Twitter cool. That's right. Conservatives made Facebook cool. That's right. The top channels on YouTube are, Char you know, this guy right next to Charlie Kirk, you know, yeah. conservatives made YouTube cool. But yet, they want to say, well, you can't talk about election integrity. You can't talk about COVID-19. I think people get harmed by that. What do you say, Kevin? If you don't get all sides on COVID-19, that might that might kill someone. Yeah, well, first of all, being a guy who deals with data every day, it's preposterous, it's <laughs> dishonest, and it's something that has affected lives, right? Why, as an example, do we continue to mask children? We yes, have known right. from the very beginning, the data was crystal clear three weeks into the pandemic, that while the, the virus could be lethal for people over the age of 65, it didn't even create symptoms in people under the age of 20. And in every state and every country, we've seen that. Therefore, when the big tech companies in cahoots with government, especially Tony Fauci, are telling us that we can't talk about those things, it reveals the depths of the problem you put your fingers on. And I just want to sum up by saying, this is precisely why. Yeah. That issue is precisely why the Heritage Foundation says we better change this now while we still have a public square to defend. Now, what can the Heritage Foundation do specifically with it when it comes to antitrust laws? Is it lobbying efforts? Yeah. Um, just talk about that, what you guys are doing to make people's mind at ease that there are people out there working on Man, it. Man, I really appreciate that question because I don't get the opportunity much to talk about process, and I'm not going to belabor it, but I'll be concise and say the first thing we do is... This is a paper that is a roadmap. I mean, this isn't, not, and nothing against the rhetoric on this, but our job is to harness that rhetoric into public policy that becomes law. So that's the first thing, is here's the roadmap. The second thing is we literally cross the street, go to Capitol Hill, we've done that hundreds of times on this issue, and we lobby for that law to be done. We have a sister organization that does the, the lobbying, the advertising, the kind of campaign and electioneering. Sure. And then the last thing I would say is we have one of the best litigation centers in the country. Although it has not been our custom to file suits, we are willing to do that if we have to in order to make that happen. Usually what we would do is just advise other litigation centers. Sure, absolutely. This is such a threat. Yeah. We're willing to change what we usually do in order to go win. 
Okay, very good. And I noticed on the Heritage Foundation, too, when Corrine sends me a message, some of the people are getting a little younger. You're reaching a younger uh, demographic, too. It's not just it's not just the older conservative Bald Republican. Yeah. Bald, uh, look at us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not just you and me. <laughs> We're reaching a younger generation with some of the people that are signing up and, and providing articles and i gotta tell you guys we're seeing some brilliance in the younger generation oh, yeah. so talk about young conservatives and what they mean to you in the heritage Foundation. Well, look, I'm, I'm a teacher at heart we've got a lot of educators inside heritage and so even those of us who are middle-aged and don't have hair love what they have to say but i'm gonna give you an example uh, we've not talked about foreign policy i won't get into it but just as an example there are conservative debates about what to do with ukraine i have learned so much in the last 24 hours by talking to our young conservatives at Heritage about why they're dubious about the United States being more active. It doesn't mean that they're saying, Kevin, you're wrong. It means that's what they're bringing to the table because they don't have the Cold War understanding that I do. They came into the world after 9-11 or they were young when 9-11 happened. That kind of reaching out to conservatives is giving us a much better way of speaking about these problems and ultimately it's gonna lead to, to better policy. Well, I'll tell you like James Carafano said it, Yep. Strength via just saying it sometimes can prevent a whole war. That's why. By saying I have the biggest military and we're not afraid to use it is a deterrent just in itself. That's exactly right. And so to connect the dots there, as yeah. I know you understand, Matt, young conservatives or a lot of them don't have a history of understanding that. They see the overreach in Afghanistan. They see the right. overreach in Iraq. What they need to understand, and this is what Heritage can do, and Jim Carafano does such a great job, is say, we understand that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about building up our military so that that evil leader, Putin, and Xi in China don't mess with us. Yeah, no, absolutely. What can we look forward to as we head into the elections, and where should they go for content and research? I know know Heritage.org, but where else can they go? Well, uh, DailySignal.com is our media platform, so I hear from Americans of all ages and every state. Uh, Kevin, we need a place to go for news. DailySignal.com is our media platform. A lot of products on there for younger people. Yes, Daily Signal. And so whether you're young listening or you have a son or grandson or grandchildren, point them there. But the second thing is I'll I'll conclude by saying we're going to win. It's going to be a massive red wave. And most importantly, Heritage isn't just interested in the red wave happening. We want them to govern. Yes. Like conservatives. You have to act like it. Marco Rubio, we're talking to you and we're talking to everybody else. You everybody. have to regulate. Every one of you. Don't forget where you came from. Amen. And don't forget who put you there. Kevin Roberts, thank you so much for joining us on The Buff Show. Thanks, Matt. It was awesome. All right. Hey, that's our coverage from CPAC today. We'll see you next time on The Buff Show. Stay smart out there.